And if he has no sword, let him go out and buy one. The Bible commands us, Jesus in particular, commands us to go armed. Lots of controversy on this subject. We're going to settle it today with the Bible. I'm going to show you the scripture very clearly, and you'll come to an understanding what God has to say about it. Now, here's a passage that causes a lot of controversy. Matthew 26, he said, Put up again thy sword into his place, for all they that take the sword shall perish with the sword. Now, that's a truism. I don't care <laughs> what your religion is or what you believe. If you take up a sword, chances are you're going to die by the sword. Now, is Jesus saying that you're not to take up the sword, that you are to be a pacifist? I live in a community with lots of Amish, and uh, they claim to be pacifist. Is that the position that a Christian should take? We'll see what the Bible has to say. It says, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Now, when you divide something, you take one part and you separate it from the other part, and it becomes at least two parts, maybe more. The Bible must be rightly divided. That is, it must be understood according to its dispensations, according to whether it's addressed to Israel or whether it's addressed to the church or to someone else. You wouldn't take a passage addressed to Satan or to Judas and attribute that to a Christian. So the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven are not the same thing. If you don't understand the difference, you won't understand these passages. At the beginning of Jesus' ministry, he said, As you go, preach saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So the subject here is not the kingdom of God, it's the kingdom of heaven. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils, freely receive, freely give. Now here's the key part we're looking at. Provide neither gold nor silver, nor brass in your purses, nor script for your journey. Now, don't take a Bible, don't take any notes, don't take any books, don't take any writing paper. Neither two coats, neither shoes, nor take staves, that's a walking stick, and defense weapon. For the workman is worthy of his meat. So he said, when you go preaching this kingdom of heaven, don't go with any resources at all. Just go empty-handed as you are. Now, that was at the very beginning of the ministry when he called the apostles and sent them out. Three years later, 12 hours before his crucifixion, when it's clear that he has been rejected, the kingdom has been rejected, he said unto them, When I sent you without purse and script and shoes, lacked you anything, and they said nothing. In other words, in that kingdom message that they took, kingdom of heaven, God provided all of their needs. And he said unto them, But now, in other words, in contrast to then, different from that time, but now, he that hath a purse, let him take it. I told him before not to take any. And likewise his script, he that hath no sword, let him sell his garment. <laughs> That's drastic. 
and buy one. So Jesus has reversed his commandment to his disciples. He told them before, don't take a sword, don't take anything with you, don't take script, don't take extra shoes, don't take a coat, don't go prepared with money to, he said, I'll take care of all your needs. And he said, and they, they said he did. He said, now things have changed. If you don't have a sword, sell your clothes if you have to, to buy one. For I say unto you that this that is written must be accomplished in me. And here he's quoting what was written in the Old Testament. He was reckoned among the transgressors, for the things concerning me have an end. And they said, Lord, behold, here are two swords. And he said unto them, it's enough. Now this is, this is in the evening, probably around 8 or 9 o'clock. The next morning at 9 o'clock he'd be crucified. He told them, if you don't have anything, if you don't have a sword, go sell what you got. And they say to him, Lord, we have two swords among us right now at that point. Now, these were not knives like you saw me throw. These were swords. Have to be at least 18 to 2 inches, and it would be longer than that. Have to be at least 2 foot long or longer to count as a sword. And it was not used for cleaning your fingernails or cutting up meat for supper. A sword was strictly for self-defense. Here are two swords, and he said, it is enough. <laughs> I remember when I was in Bible college, I asked someone about that, and they said, well, what he was saying was, that's enough. I don't want to hear any more of that. That, that. That's colloquialism. I guarantee you that's not what he was saying. He's saying two swords are enough for tonight. We won't need any more. And he came out and went, as he would want, to the Mount of Olives, and his disciples followed him. And when he was at the place, he said unto them, Pray ye, enter not into temptation. And he's told them he's going to be crucified and slain, rejected. This is the time. This is the hour. This is the event. He's made that clear. And they which were about him saw what would follow. They said unto him, Lord, shall we smite with the sword? That's when they see the soldiers coming with staves and swords to take Jesus by force in the garden. Shall we smite with the sword? And one of them smote the servant of the high priest and cut off his right ear. Now, Peter was not aiming for his ear. He was aiming for his head. He intended to take it off. And the guy ducked, bounced off his head, and just took off his ear. And Jesus answered and said, Suffer ye thus far. So he put a stop to this act of violence at that point. Said, Suffer ye thus far. And he touched his ear and healed him. Now, suffer ye thus far. People have missed that. Look that up in a dictionary. Up, in other words, to this point, allow it. Allow this violence to take place against me up to this point. And behold, one of them which were with Jesus stretched out his hand and drew his sword and struck a servant of the high priest and smote off his ear. Then said Jesus, put up thy sword into his place for all that take the sword shall perish with the sword. Thinkest thou not that I can now pray unto my Father, and he shall presently give me more than twelve legions of angels? How then shall the Scriptures be fulfilled, that thus it must be? In other words, the issue Jesus challenged Peter on with the sword was not the use of the sword, but the timing of its use. He said, The Father has appointed me to die, and we're not going to act in self-defense at this point right here, thus far. So he rebuked him for it. 
So what we have here, if we go back, Jesus said, put again thy sword into his place. So he didn't tell him, don't carry. He said, put it back into the holster and leave it. For all that take the sword shall perish with the sword. In other words, if they had tried to defend Jesus there in the garden, Jesus would have died with the sword along with the rest of them. And had that been, then the crucifixion could not have taken place. He said, I could, if I wanted to defend myself now, I could call 12 legions of angels and they would come and do the defense. Suffer ye thus far uh, up to this point. So what we have here is Jesus commanding the Christian to act in self-defense, to be prepared. Now, the Bible condemns swift to shed blood. There's some people that carry a weapon and they're just hoping somebody will jump them so they can shoot them or they have their a weapon in their home and they're just daring somebody to come in so they can shoot them. Not me. You know, the, the worst thing I can think of is being shot or stabbed or one of my loved ones or friends thus being butchered by a bad guy. But the second worst thing I can think of is having to shoot that bad guy. Uh, I don't want to kill anybody. It would be a horrible thing to have to do that. But you know, when there comes a time that it's needed to save the innocent, I want to be armed. I want to be prepared. And I'm willing, reluctantly, but willing, to take a life and send a man to hell if he comes after me or my own. And that should be the attitude of every Christian. You should be armed, know how to use it, and be ready to defend yourself, but be extremely reluctant. Uh, now, a woman is different. She, uh, she'll have to shoot sooner than a man. Uh, personally, I would, I would take a chance with my own life, even if I were well-armed, and I have in the past. I've left my gun holstered. Uh, I can defend myself physically against uh, not two or three, but one. And if occasion arose, I would try not to shoot somebody. But if it comes down to it and I had to, I would. So... That's what the Bible has to say. Let me show you this book. I'll tell you what, let me go next here. Okay, here is a section out of my Eight Kingdoms book. And what I've done is taken the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven and showed the passages beside each other. Here's another way I've listed it. I've taken all the verses and the characteristics of the kingdom. And then beside it, I put an X there, whether that characteristic fits the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, or in some cases, both. So this very large, a lot larger than a sheet of paper, uh, probably twice the size of a sheet of paper each page, uh, has detail on giving you the eight kingdoms. And read the comments underneath uh, this message of people who've gotten that book and read it, how it's changed their entire perspective and given them a comfortable understanding of all these difficult passages. And then... This book on faith is the last one I wrote and probably the most uh, interesting and useful book. Uh, so 
get either one of those. I don't make a dime off of them. I mean, not a dime. So I offer them to you for your blessing, your benefit. That's all. I got to go work on my jet boat. <laughs>